We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Chaneo Gwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dorch. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. Along with me on this uh, dreary Sunday evening, I've got Justin Peabody with me. Hello, everybody. Justin, is it cold and dreary down in Texas? It's stupid cold. It's ridiculous. And I, I we turned our fireplace on and... Uh, my wife posted a picture of it on her Instagram story, and then my sister came in and was making fun of us because she lives in Colorado, where the temperature today dropped to 15 degrees and was snowing, which if you watch the Broncos game, you got a little picture of that. So we don't have it too bad, I guess. How cold How cold is it where you're at right now? Uh, It's like in the 50s. Okay, I mean, we're, in the, like, the, we're in the 40s here in OKC. Living in Texas has really, really kind of <laughs> softened me. Yeah. Um, you know, I go outside when it's 90, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels pretty nice. And what, do they, what do they call them in, in Game of Thrones? You're a, a sweet summer child. You're, that, you're, that, you're about green, you're <laughs> that about sums it up. That about sums it up. You don't know up. winter. I've always prided myself on, like, liking the cold and, like, go snowboarding every year and, like, never get cold. And I don't know. Something about living in Texas has has definitely weakened me. Um, yeah, winter is coming though, Jacob. Yes, one. The only words in all of Game of Thrones that is a premonition that always comes true. <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> well, you know what else is coming? Oh, I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Basketball oh, is coming. Indeed, uh, much quicker than we anticipated, Justin. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Wait, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? 
Oh, man. Sometimes uh, it just happens, you know? It just happens. So on, what was it, on Friday? On we Friday. We got a series of Woj, Shams, and even some Mark Stein bombs uh, about the call between the NBA League office and the Board of Governors. It was a regular scheduled meeting, but from that, we started to get a lot of information, primarily... Yes. That all of those reporters, I'm talking Woj, I'm talking Stein, I'm talking Shams, I'm talking Zach Lowe, everybody saying that it's looking like the league is targeting a December 22nd return to play, which is, if you are a a mathematician, less than two months away, (laughs) Justin. Uh, Yes. Yes. Put it in my veins, Jacob. Dude, I am so ready. Like... That's basically two and a half months off without basketball, but you have to cram a draft, a free agency, trade season, and camp all in that two months. Sounds like a fantastic two months. Yes. I was kind of with you. Like, I I think we had even talked about on the pod before, like MLK Day, kind of looking at that time frame. And so I had come to peace with that, come to terms with that, you know, started to figure out what we were going to talk about on a podcast for a second off season. Uh, But now. December 22nd, that's going to speed some things up, and that's oh. going to give us a lot to talk about over the M- next couple months. I tweeted, I said, NBA podcasters hearing this news, and I tweeted, Birdman rubs hands, dot gif. <laughs> 100%, man. We are going to be loaded with content. I cannot wait. There's only so many drafts you can redraft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, uh, welcome back to the uncontested, the 1982 NBA redraft. <laughs> We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Some of the information that's come out from all these reporters, December 22nd, it looks like they really want to capitalize on those Christmas Day games. Really, Justin, from what I understand, they came to the realization that the pandemic in America is in a bad place. (laughs) There's your first no shit comment of the Mm -hmm, podcast. mm -hmm, Go on. It's not going to get much better anytime soon. Yep. Um, And because of that, why are we going to punt until late January, February, March, when you can maybe get fans in the stands just to get to that point and say, oh, we still can't max out capacity in the arenas. Why did we wait so long? Yep. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off now and get back to a normal schedule. I think that's one of the biggest things. They want to get back to a normal schedule. Yep. They want these guys to get their summer off, have the chance to play in the Olympics. Granted, should they happen, uh, Japan has a lot better control of the virus than we do, so it probably will. Um, but get back to that normal schedule. There is talk of it being a 72-game season, and they want to continue that play-in game for the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the play-in game, Justin? Are you a fan of that uh, now that we've seen it in practice, or would you rather it just be like normal? A uh, thousand percent a fan. Um, you know, you could argue with the results, but the the process was fascinating and entertaining, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it, anytime you get those do or die moments in sports, it works out. Look at the NFL, look at the MLB, look at the MLS. They all have situations like that of these kind of do or die games to get into the playoffs. Even the NCAA March Madness tournament is another great example. I think it's just adding that extra piece of drama. It's a way to kind of guarantee like game seven level stakes at the beginning of the playoffs. And you can't beat that versus like, you know, a bunch of game ones, which are fun, but it's usually teams feeling each other out. Starting off with that kind of high stakes intensity, I think is definitely the right way to go. I tend to agree with you. I thought the play-in games were were fun. 
One thing I hadn't considered, though, which is a good argument, I was listening to Rob Palinka on the Woj pod mm-hmm. where he said they felt like they had an, a, a number one seed disadvantage. Typically, you have the home court advantage. He said they felt like yeah. they had a disadvantage because while everybody else knew who their first yeah. round opponent was, the Lakers had to wait and figure out, are we going to play the Grizzlies or are we going to play Portland? So while the second seed hmm. and the third seed and the fourth seed and everybody else is watching film and game planning for their series, the Lakers didn't know who they were going to play. That is fascinating. And, that, and that's something one I hadn't thing that thought I hadn't about. thought of. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, you almost, I don't know, is there a scenario where it's, no, that doesn't make any sense. I was going to say, could you, could you get away with like a four or five play in game and it's not, you know, loser doesn't make it, but like loser doesn't get home court advantage. Ooh, or I think that's kind like of interesting. That? It could be fun, but like it just, it doesn't have the same amount of drama. Yeah. It, it's not, if I lose, it's, if I lose, I'm still in the playoffs. I'm still playing this team. It's just, I start playing them in a different location. What I, Whereas what I think the playing would, tournament now is like, if we lose our season's done. What I think would prob will probably be the solution here is to maybe give like an extra day to the one seed or something like that. Like give them a little bit more time on their schedule so that they have time to properly game plan like that's everybody a good else. And I you, think that that's probably feasible. You know, thinking about that playing tournament, I think back to some of the past seasons, like that year when Jimmy Butler was with the Wolves. Yeah. And it came down to that last day to see if the Wolves and the Nuggets were going to get in to yeah. the playoffs. Having a play-in tournament that that time would have been a blast. Yeah. Or think about the uh the year the 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 plague season here in Oklahoma City where it came down <laughs> to um the Thunder took care of business, but yeah. somebody else, I think it was maybe the Pelicans or somebody had to win. Uh, in order to knock the Thunder out of the playoffs. Like, imagine if that had a play-in yeah. season, a, a play-in game right. to get into the eighth season. You know, in the past, I, I think there's enough competition that regardless of kind of what happens, it's going to be fascinating. Yep, wholeheartedly agree. I'm a fan. As a fan, I'm a fan. As a, If I were a player, I'm not, I don't know how I'd feel about it. I may not be as much of a fan, but from a purely, like, entertainment value, I think it's great. Yeah. No, I'm totally with you. Um, so some more information about this possible Christmas time restart. Um, a normal season, Justin, is about 82 games and not about. It is 82 games in 177 days, roughly. This would be 72 games in about 135 days. So you're cramming a little more uh, games in, in a, a window. You're taking away 10 games, which are also taking away about 40 days. Uh, so, yep. so you are going to cram a little bit more into a smaller window. Uh, but we have reference of this before, like lockout seasons. Uh, so we could be looking at things like that. Uh, and as we mentioned, you know, I think a lot of this is geared around, they're probably not going to be able to, to fill out stadiums. And even though some places might be able to have some fans, some places are not going to be able to have fans. Shams even reported that, if they can get fans in arenas, they might ha- even have things like they're going to require all arenas to have updated air purifiers and hmm. even testing for people sitting courtside. You will get COVID tested once you scan your ticket and you have to wait the 15 minutes to get your results from your rapid test before you're allowed to go sit courtside. That's fascinating. It's going to be bizarre. 
uh, I think it, it is interesting, you know, kind of the, the pivot. Uh, and I think you're dead on of like, you know, they were holding out hoping from probably a purely revenue standpoint of trying to see if we were going to get in a place where we could have fans in the arena, whether that's from a vaccine, increased testing, just like getting over the hump, whatever it is. Well, none of those things have happened yet, and they're not looking likely to change very much between now and early next year. And so we've kind of just had to come to terms with where we're at. And I think in order to make up for not having that ticket revenue, you're looking at trying to grab as much TV revenue as you can get your hands on. The one thing that will be interesting, you mentioned the the lockout season. The lockout season had a lot of, um, or not a lot, but every team, if I remember correctly, every team had to play a back-to-back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, just given the trends in the NBA over the last decade, would they even... Uh, would players even agree to a back-to-back-to-back on the schedule? I feel like they're pushing back hard enough against back-to-backs that a back-to-back-to-back seems like it would be a tough sell. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you. I wonder if the uniqueness of the situation changes that a little bit. Sure. Um, You know, if the league says, we're going to start eliminating even more back-to-backs in the future, but to get through this craziness, you guys are going to all have to play like a triple header at some point. I, I think, you know, understanding the circumstance there that the players would probably agree. And speaking of, you know, all of this is just hypothetical right now. The league talked with the Board of Governors about this on Friday right, right. And, and continued conversations. Apparently it has been broached uh, with the MBPA and they would have to agree to whatever, right? Because it's it's a, a bargaining ship. There's two sides. Right. But it seems like everybody's warming up to this idea Primarily because Shams has reported that starting earlier around December 22nd would mean the NBA would make about $500 million more than if they wait until MLK Day. That seems significant. Yep. Uh, Well, you have, I mean, there's so many factors there. One, Christmas Day games, those are obviously worth more to their TV contract than non-Christmas Day games. You also have just like viewership timelines. I think viewership tends to go down. I think I read this in Hollinger's athletic article that viewership tends to go down after July 4th. So wrapping up the season before that point, uh, even before, you know, without considering the Olympics, just getting it done before July is going to have higher viewership numbers, which is better for the league. The, the one thing that I wonder Thinking about this scenario, thinking about how much time we have between now and December 22nd, we've seen this shift in the NBA with load management and stars taking time off. I think that this scenario is going to lend itself to load management like we've never seen before, especially thinking about a guy like LeBron James early in the season. Like, how many games is he really going to play? Like, he's, he's... Barely taking an off season, he's getting old. I think it's very plausible that first couple months of the season, what does LeBron play like one out of every two, and then throughout the whole season, I think you're gonna see guys adopting some of this load management style rotation because of the compressed time frame. And I think that my worry is, does that hurt the overall product? Yes, you're gonna get the games, and yes, you're gonna get the TV contract, and all that's great. But is it going to be just like this kind of season? Because on any given night, are, are teams really going to even be at full strength? Uh, I think you have a wonderful point there. The counterpoint 
is that eight teams didn't even go to the bubble. Yeah. Uh, a handful of people elected to not go play. So sure, they haven't played for what's going to end up being about 10, 10 to, 9 to 10 months. Um, now, for teams like the Lakers and the Miami Heat, very much so. For teams like Denver, who played three seven or two seven game series and one five game or six game series or whatever like yes they might rest some guys as well but i think there's enough players that have been off for long enough that there's a chance the 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 quick turnaround won't be a big issue now back to back to backs and things like that i think will be an issue still but just the quick turnaround that really only affects I mean, it doesn't even really affect the Thunder that much. The Thunder were out of the playoffs by, yeah. what, mid-August? But I think when you look at the teams that are, one, in the big markets, and two, you know, the better teams stayed longer. So the more star power you have, the more uh, ratings interest you would pull, the more fatigued you are at this point. So think of like a, a Clippers-Lakers game that would normally be, you know, NBA viewership gold. Well, let's say Kawhi, PG, LeBron, and AD all sit. Well, okay. But yeah, you, you may have a full strength um, Nuggets Kings game right yeah. after, which will, you know, really kill in the ratings. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. No, I think there's a potential there for there to be some continued um, ratings turmoil in addition to, you know, there's obviously tons of factors right now. Well, with you take just, that Black Lives Matter <laughs> off the court. I knew that was coming. I mean, like, look, people just aren't watching live sports in general, and that's fine. I mean, myself included. I'm not watching as much live sports as I used to. I didn't watch a single second of football today, which is not really normal for me. Um, and I think that's just, you know, the, the world is weird right now and people are not behaving like they normally do. And I think that's probably going to continue for this next season. Yep. No, I'm with you. Now, one way they are going to try to help with some of that rest and help eliminate possible COVID exposure. Uh, Woj spoke about this kind of, uh, at, at length in his article and in some tweets, we may be seeing some quote baseball like series in the NBA where, Let's say the Thunder go up to play the New York Knicks. You might end up playing the Knicks and the Nets uh, like a total of four times while you're up there, and then you just never play those teams again. I love uh, you, this. You go out to to L.A., you're going to play the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, you know, Say you're scheduled, or for instance, they go up to play Portland. You're scheduled to play Portland four times this year. You might play the two of them you're going to play up in Portland like back to back and then you'll all those teams will travel to Oklahoma city. Then they'll play another two games back to back in an effort to limit exposure for the players and also cut down on travel time. Yeah. I love this idea. Um, other than envisioning a, uh, LA road trip where you just take a bunch of L's on your way back home. Um, (laughs) other than that, I, I think this is a fascinating idea. I think that one of the things that makes playoff basketball so compelling is seeing the same two teams go at it back and forth and make adjustments from game to game, and you don't get that in the regular season. Outside of maybe a little bit with your division rivals because you're playing them four times, but I think just in general, I think it adds an interesting dynamic to the season. I think it adds some storylines. It adds some different um, back and forth that you'll see between, you know, okay, you got your butt kicked by the Clippers 
this game. What are you going to adjust next game? And you get to see it right away instead of waiting, you know, two weeks, a month, two months, whatever it is. I think it adds an interesting dynamic. Uh, I totally agree. And so one thing about this, uh, you mentioned Hollinger's athletic piece earlier. Yes, He proposed eliminating non-conference games. So you would only play, (laughs) if you're in the West, you would only play Western Conference teams. If you're in the East, you would only play Eastern Conference teams. And I think he said, so in a typical season, Justin, you play, like for the Thunder, for instance, they play every Eastern Conference team twice, once on the road, once at home. Mm-hmm. They play every team in their division, which is uh, the the Thunder's division is Thunder, Utah, Denver, Portland, Minnesota. You play all your division opponents four times, and then the rest of the Western Conference teams, you either play twice or three times throughout yeah. the season. He is suggesting that you play everyone in the Western Conference, I think, three times, but then you'd play your divisional opponent eight times. Yeah, that's insane. That's stupid. <laughs> it's insane because, like, um, my God, what if you're in, what if you're in uh, in the Suns boat and your division is just going to uh, beat you silly with a sock full of nickels over and over and over yeah, and over and over and over. Yeah, that's that's the Clippers, the Lakers, the Dubs, the Kings, and Phoenix. Phoenix Woof. wants to make the playoffs. If they got to play the Lakers, the Clippers. And the Golden State Warriors a total of twenty four <laughs> times. You're not making the goddamn playoffs. That's incredible. I mean, a seventy two game season, and that's twenty four of your games. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, wow. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got the Bucks who would play Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago a total of twenty four times. Well, I think I can tell you how the we could probably tell you pretty easily how the Board of Governors vote would go on that proposal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could I could figure out votes pretty easy on that one. Which which division would be the funnest to watch in that sense, though? Uh, hands, I mean, hands down, the Clippers, Lakers, Dubs, Suns, Kings, that would be a blast. Yeah, I Just also, like th- eight I also games. think. Sorry, fin- go ahead. I was gonna say eight games between Clippers and Lakers, but then like the Warriors coming back into things, getting to face off eight times against you know the new kids in the division and then the Kings and the Suns just trying to like F it all up. I think that would be fascinating. Oh yeah. Now I think one really fun division would, I, I forget, is it called the Southwest division? That's uh, I, new I Orleans, my division Memphis. Names. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans, sure. Memphis, San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas. Memphis, my favorite th- Southwest city. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I don't yeah. remember division yeah. names. Um, uh, but that would be a lot of fun too. Those would be awesome. And then you've got like, you know the division that's uh, Miami, Orlando, Atlanta, Charlotte, mm-hmm. and I think Washington mm-hmm. is in that. Man, you want to talk about some riveting basketball. It's ratings gold right there. I can't wait to watch an eight-game series between the Atlanta <laughs> Hawks and the Charlotte Hornets. I was going to say the Wizards and the Hornets, but yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Um, or we could see you know the New York Knicks play against the Nets eight times straight. I'm sure that's going to be a blast. Sold. The Chris Paul-led New York Knicks. Mm. Now that would be fun. So, no, I think that idea, I know Hollinger's trying to propose ways. Yeah. It's that, an interesting that, idea. Like, yeah. I, I get where he's coming from. It's never going to get voted in. Travel, but, like, when you actually start getting in the weeds on that, it's like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, no, I am totally with you on that. Uh, Woj reported there's going to be possibly no All-Star game. Give the teams two weeks off instead and eliminate the All-Star game. Now, this is fascinating to me 
honestly, Justin, at this point, I don't give a shit about the All-Star game. It doesn't do much for me. Now, last year with the – what was the rule called that they added in? For the, uh, the scoring. Oh, the, uh, the, the Elam ending. Yeah, the Elam ending. That was kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, it but was fun. the three point contest, the the dunk contest, the skills—it's it's all just—it doesn't excite me anymore. And so, See, if we just gave the players two weeks off, like Woj's reporting could be a possibility is on the table instead of the All Star Weekend, I'm not that upset. See, I'm a I'm an unabashed All Star Weekend defender. I know oh, okay. I know NBA Twitter hates on it, but like I love it. I love how cheesy it is. I love how stupid most of the events are. Like, I, I think it's fantastic. I think when, when a guy comes out to dunk wearing a full flight costume and doesn't even clear the prop plane that he's wheeled onto the court and breaks the wing, like, that's that's way better than Aaron Gordon jumping over Taco Fall. Like, that is, that is so much more entertaining to me. Um, that said... It, you know, if that's what needs to happen for this season, I'd rather get 72 games of real basketball than than have that. But what I'm afraid is going to happen, they're going to cancel All-Star Weekend. They're going to give the players two weeks off. And in that two weeks, we're going to watch uh, another virtual horse competition. We're going to watch <laughs> players play each other on 2K. We're going to watch, like, who kn- like that stuff was terrible. Yes. I, it was so bad. And I 100% feel like that's what is going to be their solution if that happens. So I'm already dreading, you know, watching grainy cell phone footage from Mike Conley's personal gymnasium again. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. My worry is that they would all go out and get COVID in that two weeks. and Well, we'd be you screwed. know, that could be a possibility too. But... um. My question is, a lot of players have things tied to their contracts as far as like all-star appearances, you know, or mm. just for the legacy purpose. I bet so they it, still like vote on it. They still have all-stars. They just don't have an all-star game. That's kind of what I thought too. You know, do we still get the vote, which the vote's also a joke, Yeah. Um, uh, to get people declared all-stars, but they just don't play in the game. You don't get an all-star MVP, All-Star Game MVP or whatever. Yeah. But but we still you still at least get that accolade, you know. Yep. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised, but if, if there's no game and, and the players know that and they're just voting, I I think the votes get even dumber than they have been. <laughs> and they've yeah. been dumb. Yeah. I like agree. I think Alex Caruso got a vote last year. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> So Taylor, one of the or, Taylor, I, God, sorry. come Justin, on! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Justin. One of the notes I have here is quote: "Shit's gonna happen fast." Yeah, that about sums it up. <laughs> We're gonna have the draft. We know the draft is December, or sorry, not not December, November 18th. Yeah, which is just uh, what three short weeks away. Yep. Um, is is it three weeks away? It's like three, three and, and a half. half. Yep. Yeah, three and a half weeks away. If the season starts on December 22nd. That means that about a week after the draft, roughly around November 25th, we would have to open up free agency. Yep. Because camp's going to open on December 1st. Yep. So you can get three weeks of camp in before the season starts. Yeah. It's nuts. And you Um, add the thunder to this, they've still got to hire a coach somewhere in there. And all teams are going to be working the phones for trades during all of that. Yep. It's fascinating. I think Hollinger made a good point in his article where he said, you know, this isn't the biggest free agent draft class. We know we have Gallo. You have Anthony Davis is the biggest prospect, but does anyone think he's leaving L.A.? Probably not. 
And so, I mean, if there's ever a year to have an expedited free agency, this probably fits the bill. And as far as free agency and trades, it's not like these GMs didn't have four months off earlier in the year to to work out all of their plans. Now, I know once you got down to the bubble, saw your team perform, things changed a little bit. Sure. Uh, Conditions, scenarios changed, but still, like I... I'm still not convinced that like there's not already two or three Chris Paul trades lined up. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, that are just ready to go. I, yeah, I, I think I think that's totally plausible because I mean, during that shutdown, I mean, like you said, lots of time to make phone calls, lots of time to hypothesize, lots of time to get input. Like, I feel like there's probably a pretty good picture in place for a lot of these guys. That's what's kind of surprised me about like. I don't know, like a guy like Gallo, not, and maybe he does know behind the scenes, but it feels like he's truly like, okay, let's go see what's available. I feel like if I were him, I would have been making a short list during the three months of downtime of, okay, these are the teams I want to go look at and try to win a title. Yeah, uh, totally with you. How does, we kind of started touching there, how does this affect the trade market, that this rapid turnaround. I mean, not just, I have written down here with Chris Paul and Dennis, but I mean, Victor Oladipo, you know, the Nets yeah. are going to go star yeah. hunting. Um, the the Lakers have a lot of free agents that they're going to have to decide, are we bringing these guys back? Are we packaging for a trade? You know, there's talk that, you know, are the Clippers going to try to mix things up? Um, h- how does this shortened offseason, uh, possible offseason, how does this affect... The, the trade market and how teams are going to deal. I'm going to say something um, maybe controversial. I don't think it affects it at all. And the reason is because we know that teams don't care about when the trade window, when they're allowed to make these calls, like we see it every year. The, the second the trade window opens, all of a sudden there's all these deals that are already agreed to. Yeah. So we know that these talks are happening. So like you said, I think for the last, I mean, probably since the last trade deadline and probably since February, these talks have been going on. I think these guys have this stuff probably pretty figured out. I think what's way bigger of a factor than the compressed timeline will be the financial uncertainty. I think getting that locked down, figuring out what next season looks like, figuring out what the financial ramifications are, is going to go much further in understanding what these teams are going to be able to do and what they're going to be willing to spend to build out their roster. Definitely. And we've been hearing that October 30th is an important date. Not only is mm-hmm. that the day that I moved, Justin. Mm, that is important. Don't forget that. But October 30th would be about eight weeks out from Christmas and Adam Silver has said he would announce to the teams yeah. that about eight weeks out when the season would start. Yep. Also, October 30th is the final time for like either side, the the MBPA or the owners, to decide to uh, pull out of the, the current CBA. Hmm. Um, there's a good chance by October 30th we have those tax and cap numbers for next season uh, because the audits will be done and, and things will be ready to move forward. So we could see... Uh, some stuff kind of starting to fall into place at the end of this week, which is yeah, pretty that's exciting. exciting. Some yeah. tangible, tangible news to go off of. And speaking of the trade stuff, you said you don't think it changes at all. I think it could make for an even like crazier off season. Yeah. Because if you're a team that's desperate, if you're the Philadelphia 76ers, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, the whoever's, 
right? And and you need to shake things up and you know you need to shake things up and now you have a bit more of a compressed window to do so, maybe things start to get agreed upon quicker and people are pulling the trigger and, and getting hmm. a little trigger happy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot more in-season trades. You know, maybe you don't get traded before uh, camp starts, but you get traded by the first of the year. You get traded by by Martin Luther King Day. You know, the first 10, 15 games into the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we see early season trades hmm. a lot more um, because teams can really start to, to fill things out um, and, and they're going to have to move quicker than in a normal traditional season. Yeah, that's fascinating. I think everything about this next season is going to just have heightened uh, scrutiny and stakes and um, timelines and everything is is just going to be on another level, which should make it super fun. Totally agree. Uh, Does this change the timeline for OKC to hire a coach? The fact that the season might be starting a month before we thought it would? Um... No, and the reason I think no is because I don't think that that's what was driving the timing of the hire in the first place. I think that they are probably looking to, similar to what we've talked about, like around the draft, probably before the draft, figure out who that's going to be, get that deal done. Um, I don't know. I'd be surprised if they were just sitting around and waiting until like, you know, right before training camp or something like that. Same. I to me, this does affect it a little bit. I think that it might hurry their process. Although I don't think Sam Presti's ever been hurried in his life. Yeah, right. But similar. I mean, talk about things that he's had. You know, seven months to sit around and think about. Exactly. It, I mean, if you hire a guy right before the draft, that means you're getting him in two weeks before training camp starts. Like that seems a little quick for him to get in. <laughs> kind of yeah. meet some of the players and then That's just true. immediately start coaching. What happens if you hire a head coach and they want to bring some of their own assistants on and you have to do the shuffle game? Now you're really cutting it close. You know, hmm. this mm-hmm. this almost makes me feel like that that timeline could be pushed up a little bit, although I don't think Presti is going to rush. So it's it's a little bit of catch-22 here. I, I think you definitely have to move a little bit quicker but I think you also have the GM that's not going to be rash and make quick decisions. Yeah. And so it's really, it's for me, it's hard to kind of gauge and make a, a an informed opinion on hmm. how I think this is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So, all right. Well, Justin, before we move on, let's take a quick minute and tell our listeners about our sponsors for the week. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. 
Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on all the action at Bet Bet BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. Hey, you might win more than the Dallas Cowboys are, which is not a lot. From game spreads and totals to team players and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. You just have to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. Again, that's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Justin, I figured you and I could jump into some off-season bets. Uh, We decided to do some over-unders, and we're going to propose to each other some over-unders and see kind of what we think to get a feel on, and these are Thunder-specific, by the way, to see how we feel about what the Thunder are going to do during the off-season. I don't know about you, but my over-unders are pretty damn good, so I'm really excited for this. I'm going to put you on the spot on a few of these. (laughs) Um, With that being said, uh, I'll, I'll start us off. Okay, please do. I'm excited. Over under, the Thunder will make a draft selection at number 24.5. So basically, if you take the under, you're saying the Thunder have moved up in the draft. If you take the over, you're saying that they're staying put or trading out altogether, I guess. I'm saying under. I think that uh, Presti, Presti likes to make moves on draft night. Now, I'm not saying it'll be a drastic move. I'm not saying they move into the lottery or anything like that. But I think that this is a draft where you have lots of teams that are not sold on guys. I think there's a lot of ambiguity in this draft, a lot of fluidity in terms of where guys go. And I think there's going to be opportunities for a team like the Thunder to move up cheaply because teams are going to be looking to move back. If they have a guy that they want that's on the board, they feel like they can get him later, they're probably going to be willing to give up that spot a little easier than in other drafts. And I think that's an opportunity for the Thunder to take advantage and maybe try to move up to get somebody who Presti's high on. I could not agree more with you. I feel like picks in this draft, a lot of people up near the top, don't want to be up near the top. I feel like the yeah. value of a pick in this draft is much lower than in other years because mm-hmm. of the uncertainty. We know Presti likes these types of drafts, right? Look at yeah, 2013 like with that. Steven I Adams. I was just about to say that. You know, Presti's had just a damn near every player from that 2013 <laughs> draft class. You Gotta know, I, I think he sees where other teams see uh, uncertainty and um uh, a lack of a prominent guy at the top of this draft and, and whatnot, and and maybe a lack of stars. I think Presti sees opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I can and, buy and buy I, low. This is a buy low draft for sure. And I think that's what's interesting is you look at the draft, and it's really such a gamble. 
And, and there's guys that every year are talked about as consensus lottery picks who flame out every year. It always happens. That is like, it, it's a guarantee. Some years there's more than others. Sure. But every year, even if there's somebody that everybody's high on, it is still a risk. And I think what's interesting is you get like a little bit of this group think going on in a draft like this, where all of a sudden everybody's low on these guys. But the other consistent thing about every draft is there's guys that are not seen as consensus high picks who end up being great. And if you can find those guys, you you have an opportunity to do something special. And I think this is a draft where, yeah, people are down on them, but like there's more opportunities for those type of guys, more opportunities for guys who are not seen as consensus elite prospects now, but could end up being so. And you just, you have a league that's not high on them. That's the opportunity. That's where Sam Presti can go in and work his magic and, and find somebody that everybody else is not seeing and get them for less than they should. And I think that's, that's what's going to be really fascinating about this draft. I think you're on the money, man. Like the 2021 draft, a pick in the top 10 is going to cost you a fortune. Yeah, right. A pick in the top 10 in 2020, not going to cost you that much. And I think Presti sees that that lack of perceived value as an opportunity to buy low. So I'm, yep. I, uh, I totally agree with you on that one. I, I'm right on board. All right. <clears throat> Over, under. Uh-oh. Two weeks. Throat. Two weeks until the Thunder announce a head coach. Ooh. Over under. Ooh. So we know the draft is in three and a half weeks. We just talked about probably something that you would want to happen before the season. Training camp estimated potentially maybe kind of sort of to start December 1st. So two weeks would put you in like the first week, second week of November. So yep. that would give you like a month with your coach. Yep. That would put us at November 9th-ish. Yeah. Um. So three weeks with your coach before training camp. I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna take it. You want to so really? That- hu- you okay? So so if we're doing bets here, the over under is probably like I I don't bet. Justin, do you ever do you ever sports bet? No. Okay. I don't. Then people are gonna listen to this podcast and be don't, pissed off at our don't, ignorance. Don't tell bet online. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume whenever you bet on an over under, it's like if you bet twenty bucks and you get it right, you win forty bucks. I I can't. Or is there that. like odds I have no to idea. it? I don't think there's odds to an over under. Why did you have to expose us like this? Yeah, can't I'm we sorry. Just- <laughs> so I'm assuming that like, you know, I bet fifty dollars on the under that it's going to be within the next two weeks that the Thunder hire a coach, and if if I hit, I I make a hundred bucks. If I lose, I lose my fifty. So I, you basically double up your money, right? I'm going to sure. take one of those bets where it's like you bet fifty bucks, but if you get it right, you make like five hundred. The Thunder, I don't know when they're going to actually hire the guy, but it's going to be announced during the election. Oh, can you imagine? Sam Presti, emergency press conference, November 3rd. Right when they're like counting like the last ballot. <laughs> or November like, 4th or November 5th. Like that, I mean, that's a great point. Is like this. Uh, you want to talk about a news dump? I don't want to get political, but. The coverage of this have election you ever heard is the not phrase that Have you ever heard the phrase that everything said before the word but is bullshit? Uh, yes, I have, and it's true. Um, <laughs> the coverage of this election is not ending November 3rd or 4th or 5th or 6th, probably 7th, 8th, 9th. And that's a great point. Does he try to do it mm, this week? Are we going to be emergency potting about a coach this week? 
are, are you like legitimately asking me? I was. It wasn't rhetorical. <laughs> oh, dude. No, it's not, not a this bet. week. It's not a bet, but just your Please, gut. God, you not this week because I'm cutting my internet off because I'm moving oh, and I yes. won't be able to podcast. When are you cutting your internet off? Thursday. Okay, that's when it's happening. Yeah, Thursday. They're, they're hiring a coach Thursday. There's n- Press conference, Sam Presti, Thursday, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah, Jacob dude, will, that's one hundred percent gonna happen. I'm calling gonna be in so on a pissed tin off. can. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be like that time that you podcast from the driveway of your parents' uh-huh. house without yep. your recording and equipment, with like and we the heard June the cricket outside. in the background. Yeah, or it's gonna be like uh, the Paul George, the Paul George trade, where I had to solo pod because everyone was like on vacation except oh, for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's gonna be that, that again. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I'm gonna be calling into the pod from yeah, like a can of beans that's been emptied out with like a fishing line attached to it. You know what I'm, I'm talking about? I'm here for it. I like it. I'm here so, for it. Okay, I'll take the under though. Uh the Thunder will have announced a new coach uh by November eighth or sooner. I like it. All right, next one is for you. This off season, the Thunder will trade away two point five players. Oh, over, hundred percent. Oh, fascinating. Okay, yep. then let's let's expand. Give me the names. <laughs> if you're going, if you're going over, give I me a number. Knew and which names are that they? was coming? Uh, I'm gonna hit you with a plot twist. I'm ready. Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Danilo Gallinari sign and trade. Okay, okay, I like Does that. Steve, count? Can Steve? I? Can I? Can I yeah. sneak Gallo in there? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Steve All stays. Right. I didn't say that. Ferg I stays? Just, I just said those are the three I'm guaranteeing. Oh, um, okay. Ferg, I don't know if he stays, but I'm not sure he gets traded. You think he might just get cut? I think Terrence Ferguson might be on the Andre Robertson plan. Okay, interesting. <sighs> yeah, we don't, we don't have to get into all that. But, so you're, um, you're going, um, you're, you're ensuring three players get traded from this team, possibly yeah, more? I think it, possibly more. I think I feel, I feel pretty good about Chris Ball, Schroeder, and Gallo. Okay, very good. Yeah, I don't know where Gallo goes without a sign and trade that makes sense for him. Right, that's the thing is like he wants to go to a contender, but like financially, unless he's taken um, like a minimum deal or something like that, then I think sign and trade is probably okay. the way to go. He, I, I'm going to throw another thing in here then, uh, because of it, why not? <laughs> okay, give me these three things in the order of most likely to least likely. God, I feel like I'm. Taking that SAT or something. <laughs> okay, go on. All right, I'm going. I'm get, definitely getting teacher mode right okay. now. <laughs> Most likely to least likely, Gallo leaves in free agency to another team outright. Gallo sign and trade in free agency. Gallo returns to the Thunder in free agency. Sign and trade, uh, free agency returns to the Thunder. Oh, okay. See, I would go sign and trade returns to Thunder, go somewhere in free agency. Really. Yeah, I think I think there's a better chance that the Thunders sign him and say, "Hey, let us pay you uh, your three-year, forty-five million dollar deal," uh, and with with the caveat that we are actively trying to trade you. We're signing you to this deal. Uh, that way, I you get your you payday, and okay. we'll try to trade you. Okay, that makes sense. I didn't I didn't understand the question. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, that's what that's like a that loophole. Don't pay attention in class, say, Justin. Okay, that's a loophole. Whatever. Now compare your Thunder players to these revolutionary <laughs> I'm need a, a war Venn diagram. Generals. Compare and contrast. Three things in each point, please. <laughs> okay, un, over under. Thunder attach one point five draft picks to Chris Paul in a trade. Oh, under. 
That's easy. Okay. Under. You think so? They're not attaching draft picks to Chris Paul. At all. I say that. 1.5, I'm definitely... If you went 0.5, I would really have to think about it. 1.5 is easy under. The one I can see is like, I proposed this one on uh, the Thursday pod with with Taylor, the three-team trade with the Thunder, the Suns, and the Orlando Magic, where the Thunder traded out Chris Paul and picked 25 to move up to pick 10. Yeah. I could see something like that happening, but they're not trading two picks. There's no way in hell. I will be shocked. I will be absolutely shocked if they traded two picks with Chris Paul. I didn't say they had to like, be two good picks. Well, I would still be shocked. Okay. All right. Unless like you're it. trading like Chris Paul and two picks to like get that Minnesota twenty twenty one first from the Warriors or something like that, you know? Well now you're talking. It would have to be like an insane deal. Yeah, that's under. Okay. Book I like it. it. Book it. Book it. The other, the which other ones have I answered for you so far? Uh, how long till Thunder announce a head coach? Is that the? That oh, okay. One. Yep, that's it. So the Thunder hiring a head coach. Yeah, I guess we've both only done two, huh? Hmm. Okay. Well, then let's move on to our third one. <laughs> okay. Your first one was way more difficult than that one. <laughs> okay, noted. Third one. The Thunder have three free agents this off season. Okay, they have like that. That's not an over under. That's just a, a statement. <laughs> they have, okay. Not to get confused. This is so complicated. They have three free agents this summer. They have Gallo. They have Nerlens. They have Robertson. One point five of them will return over <laughs> under. Uh, under. Is that too easy? Um, mm, I think the answer is zero. Okay. So you don't I don't think, think any it, of the three are coming back. No, I do not. Which of the three is most likely to come back? Robertson. Okay, so you would you go Robertson, Nerlens, and then Gallo? Yep. I think that's probably what I would do too. Unless, think, like you said, it's like some weird deal with Gallo where it's like, we'll keep you, but we'll try to trade you, pinky swear. Yeah. But I think I think Noel is going to get a good deal somewhere. Hey, um, we talked about it, uh, what, a week ago that Houston was interested. Yeah. They wanted to trade. And, I, then, and that makes a lot of sense for him. Robertson, the reason I think he's most likely is like, does he get a deal anywhere else? Yeah, throw him a minimum and let him keep teaching Lou Dort. Yeah. It's like a cheap coach. Yep, exactly. All right, over under. Thunder finish next season with seven current players that are on the roster currently. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. They finish the season with seven of the guys that are currently under contract. Correct. So we're not including Robertson... Nerlens or Gallo in that, right? Correct. Okay, so let me look down the list. <laughs> um, Shea will still be on the team. Bays, hope. Bays will kidding. still be on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Lou will still be on the team. Three. Isaiah Roby will still be on the team just because you can't really trade him. No one wants <laughs> that guy. Four. I'm sure Isaiah Roby's a great guy. It's just, sure, you know. Yeah. So that's four. Um... Man. Hami? You have Hami. I'm considering Nader. him. You have Nader. I'm considering him. You have Adams. I'm considering him. Mm-hmm. You have you seven. Muscala. Mm-hmm. I'm considering him. Uh, you, I, you're not going to be able to get rid of Deontay Burton. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to go okay. over seven. So that's that was what you just named. If all those guys stayed, that would be nine? 
I think, if I'm yeah. counting correctly. I think so. I'll go through that list one more time. Uh, I think <laughs> Steve is staying. I think yep. Shay is staying. Um, I think Baisley, Muscala, Nader, Burton, Lou, that's seven. Isaiah yep. Roby is eight. Yep. I'm not going to make a choice on like Ferg or, or Hami or any of those guys. I, I, I think over seven will still be on the team. Okay. I like it. I so. think I might take the under. Ooh, wow. Really? That would be massive turnover. Um, yeah. I think, I, that, I think they would like to to turn this roster over completely. I just think there's some guys like I don't think they're just gonna sell Steven Adams for nothing. Totally, totally right? agree. Yeah, I think it's more likely they take Steven Adams uh, to the end of his contract and sign him to something like three year, like twenty million. Yeah, um, which would be an insane <laughs> pay decrease. Yeah, um, you know, rather than <laughs> than uh, just ship him off for nothing. Uh, I just don't think you can get rid of guys like Muscala and Nader and Burton. I mean, nobody wants those guys. Yeah. So I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm up. This is number four for me. Okay. Uh, over under on the date. Uh, Chris Paul is traded by January 1st. Under. Oh, okay. What if I change it to Chris Paul is traded um, by December 22nd. Under. Chris Paul is traded by the start of training camp. <laughs> Under. Chris Paul is traded by... I think. The, I don't know. You're making me nervous. <laughs> Chris Paul is traded by midnight on draft day. <sighs> over. I don't know. Uh, okay, I, so you over. don't think he's getting traded on draft day? No. Wow. See, I think that's the best time to trade him. I think uh, I know that's why I hesitated so much. Uh, I think it can. Uh, oh God. Yeah, I'm sticking with over. Yep, sticking with over. But no, I think it gets done before the season. I think what what we talked about earlier. These guys have had months to sit around. I think that I think there's probably a deal out there. Okay, put. I'm still. I'm throwing all these caveats in here. I love. Come it. on, man. Put these three events <laughs> in. <laughs> this is so history teacher bullshit. Dude. I love Compare it. Compare these three events to Revolutionary War moments. Put these three events in uh, chronological order: Chris Paul trade, Dennis Schroeder trade, Danilo Gallinari sign and trade. The Thunder hire a coach. Coach. Uh, Chris Paul, Gallo, Schroeder. That's what I was going to say as well. Whew. You passed. Aced Good it. job. 100%. <laughs> I don't have to have a so parent-teacher conference. Okay. Thank goodness. All right. Next one. Mine go downhill severely in quality <laughs> from here because I felt a lot of pressure before this podcast. I was running out of time. I was struggling to come up with good ones. Um, so over under uh, 24 games before Thunder Twitter wants the new coach fired. Oh, under. <laughs> so a third of the season. A you third said 24, of the I'll go. If you give me 2.4, I'll go under. <laughs> I think there's a large portion of Thunder Twitter that's going to have a real bad time next season. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever been on Thunder Twitter or Thunder Reddit? <laughs> These people are yes. going to be pissed. They're, they're so used to winning, which yeah. rightfully so. We've had great teams. 
I should have done over under on percentage of Thunder Twitter that roots for a different team next season. Oh God. Kind of like <laughs> I mean, we already saw it last season. My favorite people are the ones that are like, I'm still a Thunder fan, but I love Russ. And then all they tweet about is the Rockets. Yeah, like, those people have been muted. Yeah, those people annoy me. <sighs> Absolutely annoy me. All right. Well, my last one is gonna top that one, so just get ready. Okay. Okay. Uh is this next one my last one? Yep. This next one's my last one. Okay, um, I can give you. I have this pulled up, so I can give you context. I can't wait for the the twelve part question. <laughs> I'm um, taking notes. All right, good, good. You'll need this uh, next week for the test. <laughs> Three point five starters on opening night for the Thunder are aged twenty two or younger. If you want reference, Shay is twenty two. Gonna say I need birthdays. Shay is twenty two. Ferg is twenty two. Bays is twenty. Um, Homie is 22, Lou is 21, Steve is 27. I'm going to go under. I think I think it's probably three. I think three, three and a half was a good over under. I think I'm going three. Okay. Uh, who are those three players? I think you, I think it's, uh, given the players that we know, I think it's Shea, Homie, Bays, And then I think it's Homie. Like, wow. I and then I th- I think it's like Muscala mm, Adams. You're not going to put Lou in the starting lineup? Oh f! I, for- <laughs> I forgot about Lou. Okay, revise. Shay, Lou, Baisley. Uh, well, maybe Hami and then Adams, and then that's four. F this question. It's a good one, um, man. It is my a- best one. <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, crap. Really, I was thinking Shay and Lou are your backcourt. Uh, yeah. Baisley's your starting four. My assumption was Adams is your starting five. So then mm-hmm. who is your three? Is it somebody you draft? Yeah. Um, is it somebody who you go get on a vet minimum and free agency? Is it somebody currently on the roster? Uh, really, the I think the flex here, um, where you're trying to make your decision is who starts yeah. at the three for the Thunder. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. I so you're, you're taking it. the under. Um. Yeah. Who, okay. Under. Who starts? I think, at the th- it, it, I think it's probably more likely that it's a. I don't think I don't think it's whoever you draft. And I okay. I, I was about to ask who do you think the starting three is of all those options I gave. Well, you think I think it's, it's some, you think it's it someone could, on the roster. Uh, maybe. That's where I was going with like a. I don't know. Do you put? Mm, maybe it's think. someone you acquire in a trade for Chris Paul. It could be, or it could be a you know a vetman free agent or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it's anybody exciting. <laughs> you want, I, I already know the answer. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. I'll give you one guess. Uh, yeah. Starting at the three for the Thunder. I'm giving her in. What? I got. I don't know. I got nothing. You're you're speaking to me, and you don't know who I think the starting three oh, is going to be. Oh God! Come on, man. <laughs> it's Denny Avdia. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, Shay, Lou, Denny, Baze, Steven. Would you like to bet on that right now? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, all right. Hey, bro, it's 2020. Let me live out my fantasy, all right? <laughs> Let me live. All right. We're going to end on a high note. I'm ready. Over under 72 times that Michael Cage will reference his church league next season. 72 times? Mm-hmm. Or did you come up with the number 72 because that's how many games there are? Correct. 
So really, I'm get I'm betting. Will there be at least one? Will he do it every game and at least twice in a single game? This is the easiest one yet, Justin. <laughs> this mf'er talks about the church league every five minutes. See, I can't decide if that's actually true. I I wished as I was writing this, I was like, I wish I actually had like numbers of what it was this last season like does it does he actually talk about it that much or does it is it one of those things that just like feels we like overblow. he does yeah um i don't know i kind of want to you I know what, what question i would have liked next more season i would have liked a lot more if you said over under michael cage is employed by the thunder for 20 games no you you know because my head says that. over my heart says under the the answer is 100 over unless he makes some he's stupid not going comment. anywhere yeah no Unless he gets Grant Longed. <laughs> That's away all his money. Or or Brian Davis. Uh, I don't think he's going to say anything that Brian Davis would say. Two very well, different people. What, 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 the only thing they have in common is they're bald. This is true. Um, Brian Davis and Grant Long, if you'll allow me a diatribe, I may have mentioned this before, but like they're super cool. Um, I, know, I know I like to plug when I was an intern for the Thunder. All right, uh, flex they, on us, Justin. <laughs> I take any opportunity. No, but what I was going to say is they would just like come by our desks and just like shoot the breeze and talk hoops. And it was super cool. Like they're as much hoop heads as like we are or anybody listening to this. Like they genuinely loved the game of basketball. And, you think they're fans of the trade machine? Oh, absolutely. And so I can't speak to either of their life choices, but I do know that they it, it was fun to talk hoops with them. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, I've heard that uh, that the current broadcast crew uh, is pretty good. Hey, um, to to finish our our bets off, I just, this just one just came to my head because Taylor and I talked about this last Thursday. Okay. Speaking of former um, uh, broadcast folks, mm, I know where this is going. Mister Antonio Daniels. Yeah. If you had to give odds like one in five, one in ten, one in five hundred, what odds are you giving him to be the next Thunderhead coach? I'm going one in five hundred. I think that's probably right. I think it's a fun idea. I think it would be a lot of fun for the fans. I think it would be be a lot of fun um, for the media. Really fun for the media. I think it would it would be a fun environment. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a Presty move to me. I'm with you. It feels too expected for a Presty move, I guess, is what I'm thinking. What would you give the odds on assistant coach for 80? Would it Him be being higher an assistant or lower? coach? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, he doesn't get the I head coaching job, but he gets like third third seat down. Yeah, I could see that. And that feels more in line with Presti. You look at the number of, you know, former Thunder guys who've been on the bench in some capacity or another. I think that would, yeah. that, that could actually be a potential. I wouldn't be surprised to see the same thing for like a Nick Collison. Does Nick Collison get a role on the bench? Um, That'd be cool. Although I think Nick is more into front office work than he is to coaching work. It's true. That's the and vibe I, I've gotten. Yep. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but it'll be interesting. I don't Eric, know. Eric Maynard, uh coaching yeah. for the the Blue, the G League. Eric Maynard, I owe my devotion to Wingstop to Eric Maynard because <laughs> it was solely because of following him on Twitter back in those days. I had never even heard of Wingstop, and I was like, dude, 
the way he describes Wingstop, like he loves Wingstop more than I love anything. And the first time I went, I got lemon pepper because that's what Eric Maynard always ate. And by golly, that is to this day my favorite. Hey, so I'm thanks, telling Eric Maynard. Th- this is why having uh, advertisement testimonials works. <laughs> that's right. One hundred percent, it works. All right, Justin. Any uh, any parting thoughts before we get off the pod? I want some wings. I had wings for dinner. Really good, good for D- you. Didn't go lemon pepper though. Mm. Lemon pepper's all right. We gotta be in the mood. For okay. That, well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Uncontested. If you did, and you have not already, make sure to go drop a five star rating on iTunes. Super simple. It's gonna take you like literally fifteen seconds. Means a lot to us though. Uh, it makes me feel good about myself, which doesn't happen very often, and it makes the podcast look good, which. Maybe it doesn't happen very often. No, the, the <laughs> podcast looks great. Um, but we've got a handful, and we are going to read them on the Thursday episodes. So make yes. sure you get, get them in so we can give you a shout-out on Thursdays. Speaking of Thursday, this week we start draft coverage. We're going to look at some prospects. So make sure that you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts to The Uncontested. That way you can get the next episode downloaded immediately to your device. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be on the next episode. You guys are going to have to deal with the Taylor monologue episode. No, I bet we can get somebody on with Taylor to talk draft. But tune into that. Our next two weeks are draft prospect coverage. The third week from now will be a draft guest. We might uh, snag snag somebody who does draft stuff for a living. And the week after that is the freaking draft. So... We will have you covered with all of that stuff as the NBA apparently is going to ramp up quickly. You guys, stay safe, stay warm, wear your mask, stay healthy. We will talk to you soon. And as always, better up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.